Welcome to the Songbirds Radio Hour. I'm your host, thank you. I'm your host, Reed Caldwell, and we have a very special show for you tonight. Uh, Ismail Sandoval is here with us from the Chattanooga Symphony and Opera, and our musical guest is Mariachi Aventuero from Dalton, Georgia. Ready to start. Ready to make some noise over here. El carretero se va, ya se va para Sayula El carretero no va, porque le falta una mula El carretero se va, ya se va para Sayula El carretero no va, porque le falta una mula Señor carretero, que sus animales Unos en la arena, señor carretero Le vengo a avisar, señor carretero Que sus animales Unos en la arena, señor carretero, le vengo a avisar. Por ahí va la rueda, déjenla rodar, porque la carreta no puede llegar. Por ahí va la rueda, déjenla rodar, porque la carreta no puede llegar. Dale, Carqui. El carretero se va, ya se va para los reyes El carretero no va, porque le faltan los bueyes El carretero se va, ya se va para los reyes El carretero no va, porque le faltan los bueyes Señor carretero, que sus animales Unos en la arena, señor carretero Le vengo a avisar, señor carretero Que sus animales Unos en la arena, señor carretero, le vengo a avisar. Por ahí va la rueda, déjenla rodar, porque la carreta no puede llegar. Por ahí va la rueda, déjenla rodar, porque la carreta no puede llegar. El carretero se va, ya se va para la cueca El carretero no va, se le quebró la carreta El carretero se va, ya se va para la cueca El carretero no va, se le quebró la carreta Señor carretero, que sus animales Unos en la arena, señor carretero Le vengo a avisar, señor carretero Que sus animales Unos en la arena, señor carretero, le vengo a avisar. Por ahí va la rueda, déjenla rodar, y porque la carreta no puede llegar. Por ahí va la rueda, déjenla rodar, y porque la carreta no puede llegar. Oiga, amigo, su carreta no se le vaya a atascar. Avísele a los yunteros que la vengan a sacar. Oiga, amigo, su carreta no se le vaya a atascar. Avísele a los yunteros que la vengan a sacar. Sí, señor. Thank you. 
Thank you, thank you. Welcome back to Songbirds Radio Hour. At Songbirds, we talk a lot about blues, rock, R&B, and soul music because it's such an integral part of Chattanooga's music history. But on tonight's show, we're celebrating an equally important piece of Chattanooga's cultural fabric, our Latino musicians. If you don't know, Chattanooga has an ever-growing community of Guatemalan, Ecuadorian, and Mexican people, among others. And with that comes many different types of amazing music. I first fell in love with Garfanu and bachata and salsa, mariachi music when I lived in Guatemala. I lived there with this amazing family in the early 2000s. When I first arrived, my Spanish was absolutely terrible. And uh, I guess to be completely honest, it's still pretty terrible, um, as you will witness as I stumble over some of the words tonight. So bear with me there. The very first thing my host mother did when I arrived was she took me in the bathroom and she gave me the lowdown on the inner workings of the facilities. I didn't catch it all, but I got the gist. Don't put paper in the toilet. She said this over and over again, very slowly and dramatically with hand gestures so my gringo brain wouldn't miss it. It's almost as if she knew something unfortunate was about to happen. Later that night, after an exhausting day, I swung into the bathroom to wash my face in the sink. Should have been a simple task, right? I lathered up my face. I realized that there was no flat surface anywhere near the sink to set the soap. I squinted through my suds-filled eyes and saw a small ledge about three feet up on the left of the sink. I worked hard to get the bar of soap to balance on the narrow ledge. And as I finished rinsing my face, I reached over for the towel and accidentally bumped the soap which fell from its precarious perch, landed in the sink, and whoop, shot out like Tony Hawk, flying out of a half pipe of the X Games. I tried desperately to catch it, but my hands were slippery and I fumbled it twice in midair and it fell, splashing into the toilet and sinking out of sight into the murky water. I looked around the bathroom for something, anything to dig it out. And I couldn't find anything. So I was forced to go and find my host mother to ask for help. And I struggled with the words. I flipped rapidly back and forth through my pocket dictionary, how to say soap, how to say dropped. I mimed dropping something. I made cartoon hand motions. I drew a picture, et cetera, et cetera. And after about 30 minutes of trying, I got the story across and we got the situation fixed. How does this relate to music? I promise you that I'm getting there. I went to bed that night with some level of embarrassment and a wounded pride, but looked forward to a jam session I had the next day. Surely my Spanish would kick in after a night's rest. I mean, right? That morning, a guitar in hand and a dictionary in the other, I made my way to meet the group. I walked in and again, it was super awkward. I couldn't find the right words. Hell, I couldn't find any words. I hemmed and hawed and searched for help in my dictionary, eliciting strange looks and questions that I couldn't understand. It was getting to be quite unbearable. Then the music started. I took out my guitar and I joined in. The leader of the group gave me a subtle nod and a smile, the first I'd actually seen in several days, and we played. Then something magical happened. My awkwardness faded and I felt as if I could communicate through the music itself. I could play a riff and someone would answer and vice versa. It was absolutely amazing. By the end of the session, I had formed a bond with these musicians and this jam session became my home, helping me adjust to a new place and a new culture and giving me the courage to carry on. And that is the power of music. 
Not only does it have the power to rescue my pride from the murky depths of a toilet, it also has the power to bind us together, sharing cultures, breaking barriers, and linking hearts and minds. And that is what tonight's show is about. If you're just joining us, we have Ishmael Sandoval from Chattanooga Symphony and Orchestra here to talk about mariachi roots and tradition tonight. But first, shall we hear a couple more tunes from Mariachi Aventuero? Y'all give it up for the band. You're listening to Songbirds Radio Hour. Thank you very much. Sierra Morena, cielito lindo, vienen bajando Un par de ojitos negros, cielito lindo de contrabando De la Sierra Morena, cielito lindo, vienen bajando Un par de ojitos negros Cielito lindo de contrabando Ay, 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 ay Canta y no llores Porque cantando se alegran Cielito lindo los corazones que tienes cielito lindo junto a la boca no se lo des a nadie cielito lindo que a mí me toca ese lunar que tienes cielito lindo junto a la boca no se lo des a nadie Cielito lindo que a mí me toca Ay, 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 ay Canta y no llores Porque cantando se alegran Cielito lindo los corazones Listening to Songbirds Radio Hour. That song was uh, one of the most traditional Mexican songs, as you probably know. We're gonna play another <laughs> traditional song that you might like. You can sing along if you want.
We'd set our on old rocky top down on the Tennessee hills. Ain't no muggy smoke on rocky top, ain't no telephone bill. Once I had a girl on rocky top, half bell, the other half got. While I swing the sweetest soda pop, I still dream about that. Rocky top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. Good old Rocky top, hey! Rocky top, Tennessee. Strangers climb on rocky top looking for the moonshine steel. Strangers sing coming down from rocky top, reckon they never will. Corn on road all on rocky top, grants to rocky by far. That's why all the folks from rocky top drink their compromise. Gracias, gracias. Tradicional, ¿eh? Tradicional. You're listening to Songbirds Radio Hour. Sácalo. Ándale, pues. Sí. 
for this excellent band. So I'd like to introduce uh, Ismail Sandoval. Ismail is the assistant conductor of the CSO as well as the music director of the CSO Youth Orchestras. Ismail has directed uh, several ensembles across the East Coast and has a passion for giving back to his community and promoting the profound impact music can have on people in places like hospitals, parks, homeless shelters, and assisted living facilities. That sounds like exactly what this show's all about. So please welcome Ismail. <laughs> welcome to the Songbridge Radio Hour. We're so happy to have you. I'm gonna start out by just talking a little bit about your background. So you're from Mexico, family still lives there. Talk a little bit about you know, your, your upcoming, your upbringing, and a little bit about your connection to mariachi. Gotcha. So yeah, I was born in Mexico, uh, specifically in the state of Jalisco. Jalisco is where the tequila comes from. A lot of mariachi comes from. Uh, I moved here when I was very young to the Florida Keys, uh, but I still have a lot of family in Mexico. And uh, I would remember very fondly going back every summer and you know seeing all my family and learning about more about my culture, uh, eating the amazing food. I wasn't quite old enough to have the tequila when I was growing up, but uh, now I get to enjoy it as an adult <laughs> when I go back. Uh, as far as my connection to mariachi, I don't, I'm not a mariachi. Uh, musician, you know, I, I wish I had the awesome chatter outfit that they have, and that I could play the amazing. I know, I feel like super underdressed. Right? Those guys look so awesome. <laughs> I mean, look at them. We, They're amazing. We, I just, we're not pulling it off here, are we? <laughs> but I, I'll say that my connection to mariachi um, is probably very similar to most uh, Mexican or Mexican American people in that it is such an incredibly uh, powerful tradition for us, and it's something that we've just grown up with, and we feel kind of uh, in our blood and in our bones. And so even though, again, I, I grew up in, in Florida <laughs> uh, after being born in Mexico, I feel like mariachi is such a, an important thing to me. It's an important thing to my family. It's, uh, we sing the music when we get together, we hear the music and we kind of reminisce on everything that, that, that's important to us. Our country, our, our values, our family, uh, having a good time, thinking about the sad times, you know, it's, it's that kind of experience with mariachi. Yeah, I, I think that that's why I like the music so much is because it wears its emotions on its sleeve. You know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a great form of music that, man, the highs are high. 
and happy and the lows are way low and very depressing. And it's just such a great emotional, awesome form of music. And it's just so cool. So let's back up a little bit yeah. and maybe tell the audience a little bit about uh, what constitutes mariachi. Like a, what, what makes up a band? What, what, what separates it from other genres? Yeah, so, uh, so to define a mariachi, uh, at least as far as like who's involved, gets simple. But then later on when we talk about like what a mariachi is, that gets a little more difficult. So the simplest way to describe a mariachi is just a bunch of string instruments, particularly like a violin, a bunch of guitars, sometimes a harp, uh, and then the very specific Mexican instruments, vihuela and guitarron. Vihuela is a small one that you heard, and it's a very powerful, it's got a really bright sound, very energetic in, in its style, and they play by flailing their arms up and down in a very rhythmic fashion. And the guitarron is a big guy that's basically like a giant acoustic bass they have, then they carry around, and you know, they, it's got this very big back to make it sound forward and sound nice and full. Uh, on top of that, uh, some groups have trumpets, and, and maybe every so often they add like other instruments. Uh, but generally speaking, that's like the traditional mariachi. Right. Yeah, so the the bass the bass is kind of is like also doubles as kind of percussion as well as well as like all the, the when they're doing the the kind of flailing strumming that totally. gives a lot of rhythm on the strings. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of muted strings and cool things like that, which I always loved. It's really great because when you get lost, you can just make a nice shuffle pattern and mute all the strings, <laughs> and exactly. it sounds really good. You're like, exactly. oh yeah, it's part of the song. Oh. My mistake is part of the song. <laughs> I, this is in, this is intentional. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the more about the origins of mariachi music. Gotcha. Yeah, that's when it, it's it's uh, not so cut and dry anymore, right? So the mariachi tradition. Um, if I can say my perception of the mariachi tradition, it really comes from um, essentially people like getting together uh, like in the fields after a really long day and maybe a couple of them have a guitar and they get out of their bottle of tequila and you know, maybe one of them has a violin and they know how to play it a little bit and then they just get together and start making music and eventually some people started writing the song, kind of like you would like uh, maybe start writing folk music or, or country music or, or like it, people meeting together in a garage to form a rock band, right? So that was kind of like the origins of it. Uh, it's just really, really was uh, kind of a communal thing. People would get around a campfire, get around a meal, uh, share some tequila, share some beer, uh, and then really, really just start playing music, making music. And a lot of it was really beautiful in that uh, they literally would have their own original compositions all over the place. Like if you can imagine different different states having like every single like little community had their own little songs that everyone knew in that area. And then eventually, um, Mariachi came to like the forefront of, of the Mexican national identity kind of in the early 1900s when the mariachi musicians started going to the big cities looking for work. Uh, and when they really couldn't find work, they, they used their skills as mariachi out on the streets. And essentially they were um, humble street performers at the very beginning. Like they had no prestige. They didn't have the really fancy outfits. They were all white. They weren't really well prepared sometimes. Uh, but they, that's how they started. And, you know, a lot of the times they were shooed away from places like restaurants, you know, they'd be asked to leave. Uh, and nowadays we immediately associate mariachi with like a Mexican restaurant, yeah. right? Or like these like really high class events with their beautiful charro outfits and their, you know, the sombreros and all this like beautiful, beautiful, uh, all these beautiful qualities. But again, they started out very humbly. And over time, at, at, specifically in Mexico City, 
in the early 1900s. Over time, they got uh, more and more popular and they got more and more polished as a result. So they, mm. finally, they start making a little bit of money, start making a little bit more money. They invest in themselves. They start wearing the, the charro outfit. They start preparing more songs. They start writing more songs. They start hiring more musicians. They start hiring better musicians. And so it just builds and builds and builds. And eventually, uh, specifically in Mexico City, the capital, again, there's this plaza. Plaza is like, you know, like... Uh, uh, like the, the community center, right? Uh, or plaza, plaza, you know, in English, right? Sometimes I, I forget, I forget <laughs> words. Um, <laughs> Believe me, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You heard uh, my story earlier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in a very specific place called the Plaza uh, Giravaldi, uh, it's a very, very specific place where, that, where they started meeting. And so when one mariachi started having success there and they started making mon good money there, then all of a sudden musicians from around the country were like, ooh, we got to go to this place. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, we had two mariachis there in the same place, in the same plaza. So one on one corner, one on the other corner competing. They're like, no, give us your money. No, give us your money. You know, we'll, we'll play against each other. Dueling. Yeah, dueling. Yeah. Well, and eventually, it just became this ridiculous thing where, like, everyone wanted to go there. All the mariachi musicians wanted to go there. And now it's known as the plaza of the, the mariachis. So you can go there on any given day, any given time, and you can be serenaded by a mariachi. You can be, uh, you know, uh, blown away by their, their incredible energy and their power. Uh, and so it's become this incredible identity, uh, specifically in Mexico City and the plaza, right? And then from there, in the 1940s, 1950s, 1960s, it just took off in the whole country. And then uh, eventually internationally, uh, it really, really took off in that way. Yeah. I love how this is what I always like about having these stories, especially about world music and other things, is is how uh, there's that same similar arc of music wherever you are. So if you look at, does this say something more modern that's like alternative music, which I guess now there's probably kids out there that are like, oh, that's like classic rock, or, you know, that's like, <laughs> you guys are old, this, this is not the cool thing anymore. But yeah, yeah. if you look at like, you know, punk or you look at alternative music, you think about the same arc of like, people got together in their garages around a campfire, then yeah. they, they made music however they made it. And then all of a sudden more people came in, more bands that like this type of music. One band got successful in this bar. So that bar became the epicenter, whether it's CBGB's in New York or, you know, a bar out in Seattle or wherever. People started pouring in there and it yeah. just became a thing. It became like a, you know, and I just think that's really cool how all, and this goes all the way back to the blues or jazz. And I think it's just amazing to see how music brings people together. And it's awesome to see how, how differently it comes out in sound and tone. Like just people just being in different parts, having different like upbringings and, and music exposures allows them to really kind of create something so different as from alternative to mariachi to you know, something else. So I think that's really kind of cool. Speak a little bit about there's different types of genres within like subcategories within mariachi. Talk a little bit about that. Oh man. Okay. So there's a lot. I had to write them down because there are so many. By the way, fun fact, did you notice uh, the mariachi that were on stage, right? They didn't have sheet music, right? They weren't, they weren't looking at uh, iPads. They weren't looking at uh, phones or, you know, like a tablet. <laughs> uh, the mariachi tradition is kind of it's so powerful in that way. They memorize so many songs. Their repertoire, uh, it's, it's probably in the hundreds. And, and if you notice when they were performing, part of the mariachi tradition was that they ask you, hey, what do you want to hear? With their crowd pleaser. So when they ask you, hey, uh, what do you want to hear next? Would you want to sing with us? They'll get someone up there and, and they'll have someone sing with them. So it's, yeah. it's like this incredible uh, energy that they have with the audience and connection that they have with the audience. Now, as far as the, the various uh, genres, there are so many. Okay. He's so, got a list. Watch I do, out. I do. Watch I have out. a list. And I can kind of describe them very, very quickly. There are rancheras, corridos, 
cumbias, boleros, baladas, sones, guapangos, jarabes, danzones, ja joropos, pasadobles, marchas, polcas, valses, and chotis. I'm and so, so glad you had to read that list yeah. and not me, because <laughs> so, it would have been so different if I had read Oh, man, yeah. I mean, that's some of them I had to be like, oh, My wife yeah. would be out there shaking her head like, no. Well, but, but even today, they proved that the, the mariachi is so flexible in that you know, they play country for us, right? Like they, yeah. they're so willing to be, uh, be in the know of, of the people that they're serving and the people that they're playing for, that they're just going to, they're, they're going to, you know, take requests and they're going to learn it. So and just about uh, any mariachi, if they get a request at least twice or three times, they put it out to their list. They add it to their list. And the next time they go out to a party or to, you know, to a big event, they're going to they're going to be prepared and they'll be like, we got you. We I got, got you. the guy who yelled free bird a bunch of times. That was me. Two more times. That, that was me. You'd <laughs> have it. You'd have it. They'd learn it. <laughs> He's sold. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like mariachi is like really ingrained in lots of things in Mexico. Talk a little bit about how, um, wow, I just got loud there. Uh, how it played a role in politics. Yeah. So uh, the mariachi tradition, it, it, it did a lot of things. First of all, the mariachi, uh, one of the, one of the, genres of, of, the, of the mariachi, the corridos and other genres were specifically uh, meant to kind of relay information. So they, were, they would recount stories. And by the way, the mariachi very much are storytellers, right? I think I've mentioned that before. So uh, in, their, in their music, in their songs, they would be able to, to relay information uh, all around the country. And I always think of the mariachis, this is not a, like a direct correlation, but if you've ever heard of the European troubadours, uh, yeah, yeah, troubadours were these like people in Middle Ages. They would walk around with their uh, like lutes. Lutes are like these classical guitars and all these instruments. And they would go around and then they sing, you know, songs all around Europe, traveling, making money, drinking, having a good time. And but in that same vein, they would be sharing stories from one country to another about important events that happened, right? And it was kind of you know before the dawn of like the you know the massive print and press. Yeah, exactly. It's how news traveled. Yeah. And so the, I think of the mariachi doing the same thing for for. Uh, for news in Mexico, right? Especially for the rural parts of Mexico, people would go around, they would, they would get these gigs, they would perform new music and then recount these important events. And then the, uh, the musicians of that area would learn that music. They're like, okay, they would take notes and they would, they would remember the lyrics as best as they could. And then they would try to you know, imitate it and, and then they would have it for the next time. So I think uh, in that way, the, the mariachi played an important role, uh, especially after the, uh, the Mexican Civil War, which was kind of the early, early 1900s, they would recount all these like war stories or these important stories that kind of uh, glorified the heroes of the war, uh, and also, you know, welcomed in the new, the new era, the new d democratic uh, uh, government there. Yeah. Uh, but as far as, uh, like, at a global scale, the mariachi, uh, of course, since it's now really identified as, like, an iconic national thing for Mexico, uh, it, it has been used um, very much to represent Mexico all around the world, uh, here in the U.S., uh, abroad. They're kind of like ambassadors for Mexico now. And again, when you think of uh, Mexico, generally speaking, you're going to think tequila, mariachi, and great food, tacos, right? And all the, all the other great foods, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Sounds like a great time. So, so the, the, the government uh, has definitely just taken that and, and gone with it, right? They're just like, this, this thing really, really um, appeals to our people, so we're just going to go with it. And they, yeah. it, I'm, I'm so happy that they did. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just such a cool thing. And it's, I mean, when you go anywhere in Mexico or basically anywhere in Latin America, they have these just great musical traditions. And that's what I got to experience there, which was great because if it hadn't been for the music, I don't know if I, anyone would have ever communicated with me on any, any level. You're talking a little bit about, you know, 
exporting mariachis. So talk a little bit about how it's come into the United States and how it's changed and how it's impacted here. Yeah, and I think, um, again, this one's not so cut and dry, right? But, but we can kind of figure out or at least make connections to, to how uh, mariachi came to the U.S. I think mariachi came to the U.S. when people immigrated here. And of course, um, maybe they were former mariachi back in Mexico and they just happened to come here, you know, for, for a new job or, or you know, for, to be with family. Uh, and then they maybe they met other mariachis, right? And they started making music yeah. together and they're like, okay, well, hey, maybe we can make a mariachi. But it really became a thing uh, in California uh, where, where essentially they, there would be lots of these collections of musicians together who would then form a mariachi. And specifically, they started performing in restaurants, uh, Mexican restaurants, because that was just kind of like the most immediate way, right? You, you know there are going to be usually a lot of Mexicans at Mexican restaurants because they love the food. We, we love the food at Mexican restaurants. So it was, a, it was a perfect pairing, right, to have the mariachi groups perform for them. And so eventually, uh, it just took off, right, when people started realizing, hey, this group is kind of a lot of fun. They're, 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 they're engaging us. They're, you know, they're, they're the life of the party. Uh, they're making this a really, really awesome experience. So of course it took off. And nowadays, uh, you know how uh, all around the country they offer band programs, they offer choir, they offer orchestra. Nowadays they offer mariachi in certain states, in certain areas. Uh, and they actually, there's a, um, I think it's Southwestern College offers a degree in mariachi. So you can, you can go and study and become a professional mariachi uh, and make a living doing it. So I that think sounds that's like awesome. A, sounds a great way to use your college money. I recommend <laughs> that for sure. I mean, that's just a... Uh, such a cool, you know, art form. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. the music's great. The culture, it's really great way to kind of exemplify a culture. And I yeah. think it's a really cool thing. So um, I want to, uh, oh, I was going to say, um, I think it's also cool when, when, when you see uh, people kind of coming into another country, I feel like they also want to kind of bring that music there because they miss it. Exactly. Because it's just, it's so ingrained in the culture and they want to, so that's, that's another reason they kind of start these bands, I know yeah. as when I was in when I was in Guatemala, I had a blues band that I played with there because I missed hearing the blues all the time. I mean, I enjoyed playing mariachi and all this other stuff, and it was great and it really kind of opened my eyes and and like broadened my musical horizons. But it was, sometimes it was really great to just sit there and you know do a one four five blues and just be you know have a good time. I want to take a moment to thank you personally for all you do for Chattanooga Symphony and Orchestra. And thank you for being here on the Songbirds Radio Hour. So let's give it up one more time for Ismail Sandoval. We're going to invite Ismail back up in just a few minutes so that our live audience can ask him your innermost mariachi questions. But first, let's hear some more from our musical guest, Mariachi Aventuero. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you, gracias, gracias, thank you. Gracias, gracias. guitarra mía al despertar la mañana quiere cantar su alegría a mi tierra mexicana yo le canto a sus volcanes a sus praderas y flores que son como talismanes Del amor de mis amores México lindo y querido Si muero lejos de ti Que diga 
digan que estoy dormido y que me traigan aquí que digan que soy dormido y que me traigan aquí México lindo y querido si muero lejos de ti Entierren en la sierra, al pie de los magueyales, y que me cubre esta tierra, que es cuna de hombres cabales, voz de la guitarra mía, al despertar la mañana, quiere cantar su alegría a mi tierra. You're listening to Songbirds Radio Hour. Seguimos, seguimos con más música. Viene de ahí. Se vale bailar. Mostio se va Traigo en mi cuerpo una silla Que es de cuero, plata y marfil Y Dos pistolas al cinto Para que el que no entre al redil Que viva mi tierra Michoacán Que traigan charanda pa' brindar Que Juan Colorado aquí está ya Montado en su cuaco el huracán Michoacán 
en mi guaco cruzo veloz Bien, cada pueblo que pasó dejó vivo siempre un amor Frente quiera pelear Con mi pistola y machete Por mi suerte yo he de ganar Que viva mi tierra Michoacán Que traigan charanda pa' brindar Que con Colorado aquí está ya Montado en su cuaco el huracán Siempre buscando aventura voy deseoso con ciego afán Por esos rumbos floridos de mi tierra que es Michoacán Que viva mi tierra Michoacán Que traiga charanda pa' brindar Que con Colorado se va montado en su cuaco el huracán Que viva mi tierra, mi chocan Que está en la charla para brindar Que cuando la barra se va Montado en su cuaco el huracán Sí, señor Thank you Gracias, gracias Thank you, thank you Gracias You're listening to Songbirds Radio Hour de mi alma puedes enterar a la hora que tú quieras para que veas si hay alguien en el mundo que pueda darte lo que yo quisiera ya he tratado de sacarte de mi vida Que haga vida mía Si el corazón no ve Tan solo siente Tu boca, tus ojos y tu pelo Los llevo en mi mente noche y día No me pidas que deje de quererte que te entregué la vida mía 
Songbirds Radio Hour. Me gusta a pesar de todo y me gusta. ¿Cuál es? Las 
altas y las chaparritas, las flacas, las gordas y las chiquititas, solteras y vivas y divorciaditas. Me encantan las chatas de cara bonita, me gustan chale, las suelas que no sean celosas. Me encantan las bretas, poco resbalosas, tengan mamás es muy, muy buena, buenas, señor. Eh. Me encantan las gordas retejaladoras que tengan hermanos que no sean celosos, tengan sus novios caras de babosos. Me gusta <risa> la vida, me encanta el amor, soy aventurero, revacilador. <risa> Y por eso tengo el alma de trovador y bohemio. Yo soy el aventurero. Buenas noches y ahí nos vemos. ¡Ay, la, la! From Mariachi Aventuero, playing live here on the Songbirds Radio Hour. All right, we're going to do an audience Q&A where you can get all your burning questions answered right now about whatever you would like to know about. I think John probably has a uh, mic over here. So you, all you need to do to ask a question is raise your hand, and John will bring you the mic. Just wait for it before you ask your question, and then we'll... Oh, he's got a question. So I'm going to expose my ignorance, but I've always associated, we were talking about mariachi music, and you hear a lot of the umpapa, and the, you see the accordion, and I've always connected that with polka music. And I've never known if there was a direct link or where that association come from. Maybe you, if that's something that exists, uh, yeah. you could expand, or maybe I'm just crazy. You're not crazy. You're not crazy. Um, that's, well, maybe you're both. Maybe you are. <laughs> no, that's that's a direct uh, that's a direct connection. So um, a lot of this is what I, I didn't get a chance to talk about it before, but a lot of the mariachi music is a blending of different genres and different uh, musics from all around the world. Really, uh, a lot of it came from uh, Europe and specifically German. There were a lot of German immigrants, uh, kind of post World War One, World War Two, uh, in that area. They came to Mexico. They brought their their uh, you know their 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 accordions, and that's how accordion music then became integrated into a lot of styles of of, of Mexican music, not just mariachi, norteño as well as another style. Uh, so you're not crazy. So we took that style, uh, and then we basically made it our own. Uh, they made it their own in that way. And again, that's the beautiful thing about mariachi. Uh, it's it's always this this blend of different styles. For example, the European maybe like instruments of the violin and the guitar and all this other stuff with rhythms and and uh, the style and the energy of uh, of, of indigenous uh, folk Mexican music. Uh, uh, it's really, really beautiful. So no, you're not going crazy. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Anybody else? You got another one? Yeah, oh, he's got another one. So uh, you, you spoke about the mariachi influence in American Western music, and I'm always looking for connections per, per the previous question. So like uh, Ernest Tubb or a Bob Wills, early Western music, you had a lot of call and a lot of, ha ha and stuff like that and I also hear that a lot in mariachi music when I do hear it and uh, you were talking about that music coming to the in North America you, there's there is something there and I, and again I'm, I'm not a, I'm not an expert in this right but I, but from my observations I think we can make a connection right like in the south uh, like yeehaw you know like this excitement like when you're when you're having a good old time uh and that's kind of coming from the cowboy tradition. Well, in the north of Mexico, which again, you know, is bordered to the south of Mexico, right? And given that we share a lot of uh, history, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of traditions together, I think 
we, we influence each other in that way. So in the north of Mexico, that became a really, really big thing. And that eventually got to the south of Mexico and the rest of Mexico. And in fact, we, we, make, we make a whole big thing about it. We call it El Grito. And, and that's literally what we do. We have this like incredible energy and we're not afraid to show it, uh, especially around like big celebrations, like, like the equivalent of our 4th of July. We're just like, we're having a grand old time. So I, I think there is a big connection there. And, and I think um, given that we're neighbors, you know, right across the border, um, I think it had to do with just this cross influence. Like we just influence each other. You know, we're, we're all out in the fields. We all know what it's like to have a hard day's work and to come back home and to be with your family and to just try to relax and, and maybe make a little bit of music and, and to try to make each other feel better. And especially during the bad times, uh, there's nothing like a really like that, you know, when, they, when they're playing slow and moving and like they're just like hitting that guitar with as much energy as they can and they're singing with as much energy as they can. That's, that's like the true spirit, you know, and, and that's what we need sometimes. So I, 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 think, I think there's definitely a connection there. That was a good, that was a good question. <laughs> I was not expected, I was not expecting that question. Oh, there's a question over here. Thanks for this. It's so interesting. Um, I had a question, you know, you talked a lot about the performance aspect, like mariachi is this thing that is seen in person. And you mentioned also the costuming um, and kind of the shift. So going from just being in all white to then these like really beautiful um, outfits um, and like the pants and the hats. And so I was curious if you could talk a little more about that history and maybe that shift and um, yeah, some of the significance behind the costuming. Uh, so yeah, like I said at the beginning, they they didn't they didn't have much. They're super humble, all white. Like it was just uh, the the basically the outfits they would wear out in the field, right? Whites, it's it's easy, it's not hot, you know, it, it keeps you cool. Um, Eventually, when they started to get more of that prestige, when they started to, you know, really like, you know, hey, we're, we're a band now, right? Like, we're a mariachi. Uh, that's when they started to implement the charro outfit. The charro outfit comes from uh, a different tradition, actually. It comes from the farming tradition, the cowboy tradition in, in Mexico. Um, but because of kind of the, the regalness of it, right, it made sense. The mariachi were like, okay, we come from that. We come from that as well. That's not really like a musical thing, but you know what? We're, we're going to wear it because we look great in it, right? And we, we get to show off our outfits. Uh, they have the sombrero. Have you ever heard of the Mexican hat? dance, right? Like they, you, they use it. That's another thing. And I think it, it will eventually answer your question is what we didn't get to see today is that the mariachi music is directly linked to dancing. And, and when you hear, when you hear mariachi, if you're at a big party, there are going to be people dancing everywhere. But on top of just like, uh, like the common dances that you would do, there are these, uh, folk, folk, folklorico dances, which is like the folk dances. And those were kind of the more indigenous dances that you would see, uh, that are super closely linked to the Mexican, uh, mariachi music. So I think it's, it all played hand in hand, right? Like, like we, we got a lot of the outfits from this folk, tradition. We got the outfits from the, the cowboy tradition, the, the charro tradition. Uh, and it just made sense to combine them together, right? Because at the end of the day, what the mariachi are trying to do are connect with their audience and connect with the people that they're performing for. So for them, I, I, I assume that it was just like an obvious, like, yeah, we're going to, yeah, we're going to do this. Like, this is, this is, this is us. We're going to, we're just going to add it to our, add it to our, our show. Uh, and they're, again, they're showmen and they're storytellers at heart. And I think that's what I love most about the mariachi. Man, what great questions tonight. So impressed with you guys. I want to thank all of y'all again for coming to the Songbirds Radio Hour. Y'all give applause for Ismail. Well, we've reached the end of another Songbirds Radio Hour. And as Mariachi Aventuero plays us out, I'd like to leave you with this. Music is a universal language. It bridges gaps and helps us relate to new cultures and meet amazing people. It got me through my time in Guatemala and eased my transition into that new culture. 
Music can help us grow together and improve our lives. We here at Songbirds are striving to share musical experiences that speak to all of us, weaving together Chattanooga's vibrant music tapestry. We hope that you will take time this week to get to know your city and meet your neighbors. Go to a show, go to a dance class, maybe the symphony. Listen to something new. Maybe it's mariachi or bachata or salsa. Support your local musicians from all backgrounds. And we hope that you will join us here at Songbirds as we strive to further these values and share the power of music. And that's our show. Thanks for joining us live here at Songbirds. Until next time, do your part to preserve our music history, and good night. Songbirds Radio Hour is made possible through a grant from the Riverview Foundation. You can stream our show on Spotify, Apple Music, or from our website, songbirdsfoundation.org. This episode was produced by me, Charlie Moss, and written by Reed Caldwell. Live recording by James Snyder. Our logo was designed by Mars Michael, and our set was created with help from Alice Heinsen. Additional thanks to Victoria Sauer, Ray Bassett, and the Chattanooga Symphony and Opera. Directed, edited, and mixed by John Dooley. If you'd like to attend a live recording of the Songbirds Radio Hour, visit our website, songbirdsfoundation.org, for more information.